care anymore. I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored with it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff's here. It is another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. Uh, all alone this week. It's just me. Just kidding. Tony's here. He is. He has been permitted. He's been released um, from the gulag uh, that he was placed in last week after um, after his poor betting record at the grand final. He was uh, Scomo let him free from from his uh, uh, deep deep state prison uh, underneath uh, underneath the uh, uh, something famous there in Australia. I can't think of one thing, actually, but it's easy. He was underneath there, but anyways. The Sydney Opera House. The Sydney Opera House. Yeah, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the room. I've heard of that. Um, oh, yeah. What else have we got? MCG? Kind the of world's famous. largest... Uh, kangaroo. He was down there. So, uh, Tony, how does it feel to be out of there? Uh, look, is that that much different? I'm either a shut-in above ground or I'm shut-in below ground. Not that much difference, really. A little bit of natural light. Um, with the That's weather good. the way it is right now, is that that much different at all? I'm not really sure. Not really sure if and there's an improvement. Just in time to be kicked into the well. God damn. You know, you just can't get it. You're like a mole person, for God's sake. This is wild. Remember Mole Man from The Simpsons? Is he one yes, of the of few, few characters that hasn't been cancelled on The Simpsons? Because a poo, <laughs> for good reason, has been cancelled. Feels like sure. everybody's been cancelled, other than Maud Flanders, because she's dead. I would say that the only problem with cancelling characters... I'm glad. I'm glad you got me started on this. This is a great plan. <laughs> this is a good idea. No, nothing bad could come of this. Um, the only reason characters are getting canceled on The Simpsons is because it's still on. And really, <laughs> why is it on anymore? Or made? I guess. Why are they producing new episodes? If no one was producing new episodes, this would. And there's none of this. There's no. You can't. You know, because we would have canceled everyone on TV, right? I mean, anything that happened. Um, you know, fucking every character on Cheers, every the way every female bartender on Cheers is treated is fucking weird, right? I mean, absolutely, whatever. It doesn't stand up so. to today's culture. But the thing is, that was made in a time and a place. And and you're right, The Simpsons. Why is it still being made? It's it's kind of like South Park. Why is South Park still being made? Oh uh, God, I couldn't tell you why they should why they're doing that. Yeah, that's not a good idea either. Hey, why is John Stewart starting a new TV show? Because he can, and that's why, you know. That kind of looks entertaining. I I haven't checked it out. No, not good. I can't do John. I can't. I just can't. I just John Stewart to me is nothing. He he's just like nonpartisan. Won't take a side. Dog shit that drives me nuts. It's, it's just so. <laughs> it's so cent this centrist bullshit that just drives me loopy. And it's also weird that he has a live audience. I think it's very weird that he's not doing any jokes, but he has a live audience. So it's like, hey, we're killing all the veterans. And what do you say in the crowd? You're like, see this. Like, what is that? There's no nothing funny about it. Like you can't laugh at it. You know, I don't know. But we have these shows in Australia. We have a, a show called Insight on SBS, and it's 
I mean, we have serious shows that people have a live audience to. I mean, they've been making SNL for uh, for thirty years. <laughs> but that's a comedy show. Like, is this? Well, kind of a stretch, <laughs> but sure. But I'm I'm not sure the plan with the John Stewart thing. But that's a show not in a Ricky Lake or Phil Donahue kind of um, where the audience. Um, shouts out but it's it's more sort of a conversation with an audience and the audience reaction is a important part of the show so it'll be interesting to see whether that's kind of their take on it or it's just going to be completely yeah. weird i would have to watch apple tv to actually pay attention to this and i probably won't be doing that so well you I've should be to. i keep telling you this i know it is overly sweet but it won all the fucking emmys for a reason ted lasso you've got to check it out I don't care how yeah, I, overhyped I, you think it is, how much you think you're going to hate it. Fucking watch it. I, I watched about eight minutes of it, and it took me down to one HP, I would say. I felt like I needed to kill one of those uh, Zelda chicken things to get some life force back into me. That's it. That was <laughs> – I also t- I also watched the trailer for the Chicago Party Ant, and I did consider just ending it right there. That <laughs> – that's a disturbing thing. Oh, good Lord. Uh, don't watch that. Uh, nobody should watch that. Um, really, party ant. I shall check really it dis- out. Really disturbing, awful show. Um, it's just going to, it's just going to, you're going to be, you're going to be running on fumes if you watch too much of that. It, it drains, it's sort of got a Colin Robinson type experience to watching that. That's really going to, it's really going to take your energy away. Oh, it looks good. Um, Yes. In the worst possible way. No, it's it's lovely. Um, Tony, our Discord. We know our Discord. We love it. Um, let's let's hit that Discord sound effect. We love that. Oh, I forgot we had a drop. Let me find it. This could take a while. Let me just sort of. Oh, we're fine. We're just chill over here. No problem. Yeah, let's chill. There we go. I found it on page four of is. my my drops. <laughs> It's that good. I'll play it twice. Yeah, we love it. Um, very good. So, uh, Tony, uh, I'm not going to talk about the stuff we were chit-chatting about. Uh, re, um, maybe a, a Chicago brewery. Uh, we'll save that for our news segment. Fair enough. We did have some good beer picks come through this week. How about Nick Torque drinking some golden ale and eating a big plate of ribs? Motherfucker, that looks good. <laughs> Nick Torque drinking some fresh squeezed IPA. I wonder, I don't know how fresh it is, but it does uh, sound good because uh, I've had that beer and it is a tasty, it is a great beer fresh. I really like it. As I've said to you, it, or I said in Discord, it, it travels surprisingly well. I'm sure it's not as good as having it, it fresh, but considering it is sort of generally two months old by the time we get it here, and it's travelled across an ocean. It's it's generally still very drinkable and pretty delicious compared to some of the other good. beers that we get in Australia. I'm tossing around a trip to Portland, uh, maybe later in in November. So since it is it is very cheap to get there from here in Las Vegas, and you'll fit right in Portland, one of the whitest cities in America. And I'm one of the whitest humans on Earth. This is so true. It's going to be a nice connection for us. And I'm sure there's going to be more um, than a few man buns in Portland. 
I think it's going to be the uh, haircut of choice for the majority I of people. You are, I believe you're put into some kind of camp if you don't have one. So this, that's this is true. Yeah. Now, did I'm you looking to run into Bill Bill Oakley when I'm up there and see if we'll see what he's eating? So I'm trying to trying to see if I can hook hook up with him. We're both <laughs> famous, so it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a problem at all. Now, when you think of Bill Oakley, do you think bulls or do you think Knicks? Bill Oakley. Okay, oh. so you're thinking of Charles Oakley. Oh, I am thinking of Charles Oakley. Who the, the fuck is Bill Oakley? Player. He was a showrunner. He was a showrunner on the aforementioned Simpsons. Really? Um, who you now does fast food? He now does fast food videos and has become very famous again for doing that. So um, he did. He, I, I recommend his recent review of the spicy tiny tacos from Jack in the Box. So okay, now give I'm, it a whirl. Now I'm less embarrassed about my confusion between Charles Oakley and Bill Oakley. Where do I find these videos, and why do you know a showrunner ins- from The Simpsons name? That's disturbing. His Instagram, check out his Instagram. Uh, it's just, I think it's just Bill Oakley. So you can you can peek out his fast food reviews. They are very good. Someone else back me up on the Discord, gang. Bill Oakley, uh, or send me an email. Send us an email and tell and put in Bill Oakley is a real person and it's okay. I'm sure to know he, who is. he is. Just put that all in the subject line and it's fine. <laughs> um, what else we got? So Cascade, we our boy Cascade. Um, with a good picture of some cool can art from the guys over at Left-Handed Giant, which is in Bristol. Uh, these beers look nice. Um, now let's gray out some of these kitchen appliances, Tony. We have a red KitchenAid stand mixer. That is a high, that is a high, highly appreciated uh, kitchen appliance. That is an important one to have if you want to do any kind of baking. I do love the KitchenAid stand yep. mixer. That's good. Very handy so we, with the auger attachment. Really useful. Yeah. You can get yourself a pasta attachment, a mincer attachment. Really, really I would good. do the, the pasta kit. one is really good. Uh, um, you can get that bread hook on there. Maybe make, you know, it's oh, yeah. not as good as, yeah, it's useful though. Uh, we got a nice two slice toaster here in a, looks like a pretty durable plastic casing. So we're going to, I don't really know what brand that is. Looks pretty good. Then we got the king of important appliances here, and this thing looks nice. This is the Burr Mill Grinder. Um, you got some nice-looking beans in there. He's got the lid sealed, so those beans are staying fresh. Nice job. And then on the right, this is one that's maybe not as popular in the U.S., but I definitely uh, give it its props. It's the, it's the electric kettle um, he's got over here, too, so... I am down. I think these are all a solid. This is a solid countertop appliance setup. I am skeptical of countertop appliances, if only because I have a small countertops here. So I'm a, a little bit concerned about throwing shit up there. We keep the stand mixer underneath the old uh, counter. We keep the burr mill in a in a um, in a uh, in a drawer there because I, I just pull it out when I need it because we're a little light on counter space, but I think these are four important ones to keep out there. Now, I don't know what your thought is. I, I Obviously, doesn't have the bean hopper full, but I don't like storing my beans even in the hopper, That's even if it's sealed. That's just I me. don't love it. I agree. I typically don't do it. I have a canister for the beans. Uh, with that little thingy, you know, that little filter I got to put on there, pop on there. I forget the name of the brand, Freeze or something like that. Oh, you've got one of those. Put the little doodad up there. That's what I do. But 
I will say this. I've said this a million times. I have a stupid baby palate. How much will I notice it? Until it gets real stale. When I can tell when it gets real stale, but the amount of coffee I'm, dr- I'm drinking a cup a day, I'm burning through a bag in about six days, maybe. If that five, we'll say with two people drinking coffee here, I, it's just never going to get that stale. Maybe not, but I, I, I will say it sort of crept up on me. I thought the coffee I was drinking was quite good and perhaps I'd left it a week too long because I just changed over to a fresh batch this morning and the difference was amazing. It pops or more. Yeah. yeah, I get you. And it's it's not like I can I can pick out one flavour over another. Everything had really just dulled right off. And you you think it's kind of fresh and right there still with you, but it's not till you you change to a fresh bag that had yeah. been completely sealed. Do you notice the um, huge difference that you get? And I'm I'm really a fan of a good conical burr grinder. I think they're a great tool. They're not a gadget. They're they're a tool. I I don't know how anybody uses the blade style grinders these days. It's just do yourself a favor. Grinder. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, what I, I like the bird mill. I love the evenness. It's it's in the and the size control. Yep. Um, I tend to like a slightly coarser grind. Depends what I'm uh, doing with it. Depends on what I'm doing with it. If I'm not, if I'm making espresso, of course, I'm going. I'm going. Tighten that sucker um, up. Yeah. But even and then, then uh, that's the thing about a burr grinder over. But if over, I'm in the French press, I'm going coarse. I don't want that. I don't want too much of that silt. And then you find somewhere in between for a pour over. But that's what I do. The one thing I wanted to talk about, because you say they're not as um, common in America, is the hot water kettle. I'm not going to call them a tea kettle, but the electric kettle. Now, I'm not a tea drinker, but Jesus, they're fucking handy for a lot of jobs. And that's why I'm a big fan of them. Whether you're making pasta, it's quicker to boil an electric kettle and it is a big pot of water. It's um, really handy for pre-warming your cups if you don't have room on the top of your coffee maker if you're making a a coffee. Um, It always has to go into a warm cup. Um, Instant noodles, any, any job in the kitchen that needs boiling water to start with, they're just so handy to have. I, I can't believe they're not as popular. I'm tossing it around, getting one. It's just, like I said, the counter, the countertop space situation in our, in our town home here. It, if I have to get it out of a drawer, all of a sudden some of the convenience of having it <laughs> is oddly removed. Um, but it does boil very fast. And fuck it, I have to get a pot out of the drawer anyway, so who gives a shit? So um, Now, that said, with my coffee, I have the, um, the gooseneck. Me too. You know, the gooseneck thing, and I'll just throw the water on the stove. And I have one of them power burner things, which will get it boiling in about, I don't know, three, three to five minutes. So whatever, I can blast this some bitch. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having an electric kettle. I, I don't I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Wouldn't it be handy just to hit a button and walk away and know that you're not going to boil that sucker dry or have to worry about it? Yep. Because lately my gooseneck, for some reason, the what's happened lately, I don't know if I filled it to just the right. This never happened to me before. It'll accidentally boil, and uh, it will just start flying out of the gooseneck onto my stove. And oh, really? I, I've never had like, that. Why, why is it doing that? <laughs> I can't help Usually you. Usually it'll boil, like, whatever, it's, it's fine. But for some reason now it's started to, to it's, it's, it's coming. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 That's it's, disturbing. It's, <laughs> 
It's trying to get off. The damn gooseneck boiler is trying to get off. It's horny. Um, all right. And one more, one more important thing I did post celebration. Fresh hop IPA is coming back from our, the gang over at Sierra Nevada. One of my favorite beers of the year, if not my very favorite beer of the year. Uh, and it's coming in cans, Tony. And I think that's really good. I'm very excited to have a 12 pack or 24 pack or a 48 or 96 pack of cans of this beer. That, when I saw the cans, I was very excited because mm-hmm. the bottles travel quite well. Sierra Nevada, their packaging is good. Um, bottles is, I think, uh, they're you a know. decent packaging method as long as the brewery are really good at packaging. And Sierra Nevada have been doing bottles for years, but their canned stuff just travels so much better. Their, their torpedo their travels really well. Yep. So this this would be great. Might have to get I've been some. Loving, I've been loving some of their IPA lately, Tony. I drank one of those big little, big little thing or whatever that is, the double IPA. Ooh, that was nice. I like that. I haven't seen that. I'll I, have to check it out. Don't, yeah, don't they know whether we'll get something. it here. Like something little thing, like hazy little thing, wild little thing, brand. Then they had big little thing, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and um, it was a double IPA and ooh, that was nice. Good taste in beer. Now, do you think they've um, all aboard the hazy train or it's just they're doing it for style? Because they, for a long time, were against putting any haze in their beer. They took their time and seemed to have got it right. They made a good beer. Uh uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't really like, they aren't like stone where, where they will just post stuff and you have to hyper analyze their decision later that they're like, Hey, fuck this shit. You know, we're, we're stone. We will never make a Pilsner or something. And then 10 years later, like we apologize for our past words about Pilsner and here is our new Pilsner. Cause it's popular now. They just make beer. I think Sierra Nevada, maybe kind of, they, they probably resisted it. And I think they have reason to because they probably sell their current line pretty well. So they didn't feel the need to dive into it early yep. to make a killing. They said, okay, I'll make the I'll make a good beer that people like and is available at every airport. And then they did. So Fair enough. Nice job by them. You know what I mean? <laughs> they sort of hit the target. Yeah. And we- uh, you can drink that beer pretty much anywhere in the world. So. When discussing this, because uh, there is a, a tendency, especially w- with me, I'm not going to put this on the beer culture at large to sort of overanalyze statements of the past. But I, I do know that they were very skeptical of, of the hazy thing and so they've changed their mind. I suppose who really cares at the end of the day as long as the beer's good. Yep. Doesn't bugger me. Uh, I did want to point out, I got I did, uh, just to back up a little bit, I did get on left-handed giant brewings untapped. And the first review I ran into the guy said he gave it a 4.2. It was a stout, imperial stout with brown sugar, cacao, banana, almond, and vanilla. And he, uh, <laughs> people, not sure what I think about that, but I know exactly what you think about that because I've got you on video. So I saw your eye roll there. You were not happy about I, that. It seemed to hit every sort of hip marketing term in it. Banana. The banana part is sort of rubbing me a little weird. That said, he called it. I, I wanted to get your reaction to this. This okay. feller, Andrew W., called it. Says, "I think this will be a Marmite brew." So he must be using a term 
So I think the idea he says then is you love it or hate it. Now uh, you're not a marm, you're a Vegemite guy. I don't yes. know what the, I don't know how much different they are, but okay. Let's get into the minutia. Oh, no, of, <laughs> now what have I done? Of Marmite versus Vegemite. This doesn't run as deep as you think. I think the uh, use of the word minutia was harder than the actual discussion. Marmite is ever so slightly sweeter, mm. and it's a little bit more syrupy. Vegemite is a thick paste, much more salty. Both umami bombs. Not a huge Marmite fan just because I grew up on Vegemite. Job done. Um, but, yeah, I can say this is a love it or hate it beer, but I think it's going to love go more on the hate side of things. With, yeah, with it's, sort of like it's getting a low rating, yeah. It's sort of hip about it. It just seems to be one that will hit every um, partial, beers, partial beer fan's radar. A lot of us who have been around beer for a, a little while will will take a pass because yeah. um, I like banana flavors in beer when it's not advertised. Put it in a right. um, hef, yeah, a hef, and that's fine. Put it in a Belgian triple, that's fine. Don't put real banana in the mash or or, yeah. or ferment on it. Does nothing. Let the yeast shine through, and if you pro the the problem is if you're advertising it, you're probably doing it wrong and that's the problem that I think a lot of people that try banana beers as, as their first flavoured beer run into. It's never done really well, kind of like a strawberry beer. They're just not made to be put in beers. It's a weird, it's a weird fruit uh, taste. Uh, that said, I do enjoy eating a um, one of those weird genetic monster Frankenstein bananas that we eat here in the States, so it's fine. See, I like the smaller lady finger bananas. No, me too. That are no, those tiny. are good too, but they're not. They're not twenty. They're not twenty-five cents at Trader Joe's either. Really? Do you get charged more for there. those? Because on the Australian oh, yeah. supermarket shelves, they're basically the same price. No, but you guys live by the like places where they grow them. Yeah, you know, we grow them here in Australia. Right. So yeah, in northern Queensland. Fuck us! You can't grow. You can barely grow a banana in the whole damn country here. So whatever. <laughs> um. All right, Tony, that's our Discord seg. Uh, get on there. Uh, the basketball is starting again, too, so you can start to see some assorted basketball commentary hopefully soon. Now Tony, I, Tony's I, sweating and holding his head with the Ben Simmons issues right now, so he's struggling. I'm not um, struggling. I just switched my cr- allegiance. We've got some. Crying. Oh, he's been crying. Snot nose crying like a 10-year-old the whole time. Like when Hulk Hogan left the for the NWO, you know, just all the same feelings are coming back. I'm not that <laughs> loyal to the NBA. I, I switch my allegiance like that, other than Magic Johnson, and I'll ride or die for him. Um, but I'm very excited. A couple of Aussies that are making their um, rookie seasons. One, a more mature recruit in San Antonio, uh, Jock Landau, one of the best names great, in sport. Great name. Wow. Yep. And Josh Giddy, who had a breakout performance in a preseason game, and we all know that means that he's going to have a great regular season. There's never Goals been just one by a, forty. Yeah, never been a preseason star. So I'll be watching the OKC Thunder. He was their number six. Oh pick, wow, six eight point guard, not in the Ben Simmons mold, genuine point guard, but sort of that Andre Miller point guard. So he's got no speed, but it's all in the head. Love that mm. that kind of play. Now that's going to be a that's going to be a that's 
big switch from the current style of point guard in the league. So it'll be interesting. All right. Hey, 18 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Not a bad start. So hey, I hope I hope game one of the preseason carries over. The Bulls Bulls won by forty last night. So I had my I was holding my finger over the button to buy league pass, just dangling it like Am I wait? What am I waiting for? What I'm waiting for is for T-Mobile or someone to give it to me for free. I'm just like <laughs> holding out until T-Mobile might give it to me for free. But this was going to be my question: Are you actually going to pull the trigger? I'm somebody. No, that, I am. That has the league pass experience. Um, not sure whether it's different in America, but I get every game at any yeah. time, and to be able to switch commentators, whether it be. Um, the home team or the away team in non-nationally televised games, it's just so fucking good because some right. of the local announcers are fucking terrible. So it's great yeah. to hear them comment on teams. And then you get guys like Clyde Fra- Frazier in New York who is mm-hmm. just amazing with his alliteration. We love Walt, yeah. We love Walt. And we so like uh, we like uh, Adam and Stacey, the new the new pair for the Bulls. we got Adam and Stacey now. Neil, yeah. Neil's, I think Neil's retiring. So okay, I don't mind them. I, I've been a huge fan of Stacy King, <laughs> Stacy yeah. King as a commentator because he's kind of straddles that line where he's just fair enough to the opposition that mm. he's completely biased, but he's not Tommy Heinsohn. Well, also, and he also does the sniper in the building thing, which I do enjoy. <laughs> yes, uh, when somebody just like falls over, he's always pretty funny. Um, all right, Tony. Yep. So check out our Discord. Uh, you can get on there by sending us a message on Instagram, or even presumably emailing us is something you could do. Um, unfortunately, we are not tapping the mail keg because we are not very popular this week, Tony. There's no mail for us. Oh, yeah, I know. Just love. So that if you have with. a question you would like us to answer on the show, you can post it in the mail keg, or of course, you can email us. Uh, our email is beerengineshow at gmail.com. Look at you. Beer Engine Pod. Just, just mention us or just send us a note and we will get you in the game here. Tony, let's talk about the beers that we were drinking this week. Important beer I drank this week that uh, kind of just it just felt good to be back with the gang up at the Main Street Station, the Triple Seven Brewery. The beers are back, and Tony, it will never taste this good again. I've realized this. <laughs> the beer I'm drinking from the from the Triple Sevens will never be as good as the one I drank on Saturday afternoon. A little hungover, actually. It was my anniversary this weekend, so congrats. Um, Thank you. Uh, Friday night we did uh, drink <laughs> probably a little much, but we were hanging out at the Resorts World. And heads up for Vegas visitors, check out the Resorts World. They are comping beyond what any bar on the Strip will do at the center bar at the Resorts World. Bullet Rye, uh, any cock- fancy cocktail you want, Bullet Rye Old Fashions, um, Bullet Rye Plain, uh a weird blue drink that Kelly ordered. Somebody got a blue drink, and Kelly's like, can I have that? They're like, sure, whatever, here you go. Here's a blue drink. And she's like, we have to leave, because I can't drink this. It's bad. Um, 
and uh, you can just sit there forever. It's a very fun bar, good music, beautiful place. Um, check it out. But we got very drunk, and then the next day we were like, well, we shook it off, sat at the pool for a little bit, and meandered up to the triple seven where I had their Carlsbad IPA. This is just a West Coast IPA uh, with it says with citrus chinook. Citrus Chinook and other citrus and floral hops. Don't know what that means. Great. Uh, wonderful. Cascade. Those are what hops. That's what hops taste like. Yeah, sea hops. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, it, it was delicious. It tasted great. Uh, it's 7.8%. You can't beat that. Um, it's a getting a shitty rating. I don't know. Whatever. But um, I think it tastes excellent. I had a couple of them while I sat at the bar. Blasted through 30, uh, 20, 30 bucks, whatever. And uh, had myself a nice afternoon. Um, so shout out to the Triple Seven uh, for for continuing to pump out the the tasty beers. And like I said, they got clean lines right now. The beer's fresh. If you want to go to the Triple Seven, if you want to drink those beers, I would go like now. So hit them up, Tony. What about you? What have you been drinking? I went heavy on the ham sandwich this week. Um, so mm-hmm. my two standout beers was uh, a little. Um, my second standout beer, not okay. my number one, is a beer that you've had. You're actually a huge oh. fan of it. Did you want to take a guess? The Schlenkerle Merzen beer, is that the one? That is correct. That nice. Was, uh, a fine example of that beer, pretty damn good. But it wasn't quite bringing enough ham sandwich to the party. So it's, it's actually a little bit even, you know. It's It's got a lot. It's got a big smoke up front, and then it dries out big time when you once you get it going, you know. Yep. So I sort of hit on everything that you were you were talking about there. Uh, let me just go through the name. It's a cherry wood smoked rye Baltic porter. How does that hit right. Dayton's put this out. Um, comes in at eight point eight percent. It's bringing smoke all day. It's not overly sweet. It is a true. Uh, Baltic Porter, it drinks like a Baltic mm-hmm. Porter, but with that, that like cherry wood smoke thing, just an amazing beer. I gave it four sure. and a half. And in fact, it's actually got an average rating of four. So that, that's pretty damn good for 1.8 thousand ratings on Untapped. So that's pretty good. Everybody nice in Australia one. is drink, enjoying it. So another beer I want to throw out there, Tony. Uh, that does sound good. The cherry wood. We'll have to get we have to get grammar purist on here to tell me what the woods are supposed to taste like. But um, this one tasted like um, cherry wood smoked bacon. If you've ever had cherry wood, sure. smoke. I, I, I we mostly have applewood smoke here, but I've had cherry wood smoke. I think I have had a cherry wood smoked pork belly or something like that. Yeah, so they're not that far apart. Park, right? so, Tony, I drank a, one of my Horace bottles uh, this weekend or this week or whenever the hell I did it. Um, it was the plan, Planifolia Purr. Uh, it's got a cool picture of a tiger on it. Um, looks like one of those Siegfried and Roy tigers. So this was aged for 36 months in Pappy Van Winkle 20-year bourbon barrels with 30 pounds of Republic of the Congo vanilla beans added. And Tony, I thought this was very delicious. I did really enjoy this beer. I don't want it to sound like I did not enjoy it. But Tony, for aging for 36 months in Pappy Van Winkle bourbon barrels, I just don't think I got 
enough character out of the bourbon, and I don't know why. Am I stupid? How stupid do I have to be? I just it was like, this tastes like sweet vanilla stout with like a hint of bourbon burn. But I just didn't get any like mega bourbon character off of it that said like, damn, is this pappy? Well, like I couldn't tell. So when you say 36 months, was that the beer? Is that how long it sat in the barrels? Because that mm-hmm. sounds like it sat too long in the pappy Van Winkle barrels, where instead of taking the bourbon, it's ta- starting to take more of the wood flavour and you're losing that instant that, happy yeah. thing. I think three to six months would have been would have given you that that bourbon burn that you're after. And that's where Bent spoke. Um, I had one grand final day. I had my last one. I think they only age it in bourbon barrels for three months. It, it gives you that bourbon character but without a lot of those vanilla notes. And so I think this was a choice um, that – that didn't actually suit the marketing. I think it's probably a delicious beer, but... Um. It, it was. It, the vanilla flavour was awesome. It's a very tasty beer. Um, it's very sweet, of course, because, well, you know. But um, it is very good. The rating on this is out of control. Yeah. 4.76 on the like, plant full planifolia per... I did say that. And considering your rating is only point. Two six above the um, the average. It shows how good it is, and you gave it five out of five. Yeah, I think it's a great beer. I mean, it's a five star beer for Untapped. I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. I could analyze it. Did I get everything I wanted out of it? No. Is it what it's advertised? Yes. You know, pretty much. <laughs> um, close enough. You know, whatever. It's it's as good of a pastry barrel aged pastry stout as you'll probably ever have. Yep. If they had just said bourbon barrel aged vanilla bean stout i probably would be like yeah that's about right but the fact that they're talking about pappy you want this distinct taste right don't you just want this damn i'm drinking pappy 20 year in a stout i know it's not in there but you know what i mean yeah you want that flavor you want the beer what is that that? you know what i mean yeah yeah i want to be able to say like aha i have detected the distinct you know flavor that char that comes out of those pappy barrels or whatever and Honestly, I get more out of I, – I, I think I can detect stuff better out of these fucking wild turkey barrels and shit because yep. uh, it just it, – they age it different and the blendings may be different or whatever. But it was it was very good. I do highly recommend it. any of this horror stuff. I pretty much have liked all of it this year except the – well, I've liked all of it, but some of it is better than others. I'll throw that out there. <laughs> Almost like um, any beer company, they have hits and they have – things that aren't quite as good. It's just that their misses are still pretty high up. I agree. So, Tony, why don't we uh, move into the uh, – why don't we get out of the stout world and move back into our favorite place. Let's uh, let's dig into the Griff's Lager of the Week. Griff's Lager of the Week. Griff's Lager of the Week. Perfect. Never quite know when that's going to end for some reason. That's okay. After the purr comes, uh, that's when it ends. Yep. Yep. I always, I'm waiting for more. It's just, oh, it, shouldn't, <laughs> it feels like there's more. Um, Tony, I was, uh, I had, I got a batch of fresh hop beers. I was telling you before the show that I got a batch of fresh hop beers today that I was drinking. 
But I actually got another little uh, batch of them from a friend here in Vegas who brought me a couple of fresh hop Pilsners um, from a couple breweries he visited up in Seattle. And one of them uh, I want to shout out. Well, two of them I want to shout out because they're both very good. This one is the Czech Pils from Obeck. Now, I don't think this actually had fresh hops in it. I think he just brought me this because it was good. <laughs> from Obeck Brewing in in uh, in Seattle or the Seattle area. This is their Czech Pils. It was a very brightly hoppy uh, Czech Pils. Felt pretty much on style. Yep. Um, nothing, nothing beyond that, but it was very fresh, very tasty. I really enjoyed it. And I will say I'm a huge fan of heavily hopped Czech pills. I think it really lends itself That's well with that extra body, uh, that slightly um, less attenuated beer. I really think it, it's it. If you're going to um, hop anything heavily in the pill, pills in the world, it's the Bohemian Czech style pills that you do it to, not the German style. Now then we got this one, Tony, and this one this one blew me away. This was just wild. This was the fresh hop fiend Italian pills with uh, fresh HBC five eighty six hops by Stoop Brewing. Now Stoop is a brewery I went to very early in its original iteration. It's now moved probably twice at this point. But um this was their Italian pills with fresh hops. This stuff was Flat out wild. I mean, it was bordering on the line of whatever, IPL, I guess, which is now what we call Italian pills. I don't know what anything is anymore. But it was really good. It was very dry. It was very hoppy. It was very bright. It was It's sunshiny, you know, tropical fruit flavor through the roof. Um, is it true to any sort of German lager style? Fuck no, not even close. But it was really yummy. And uh, I love this. I thought it was very delicious. I really appreciate my buddy bringing this to me. It was very fresh tasting, very fun beer to drink, very easy beer to drink. It's getting a crazy rating for a lager on here, 4.18. So shout out to these guys. Good good by you, Stoop. This was a good beer. Now, who really gives a fuck if it it bears any resemblance to a... um, German pills because no, who cares? Yeah. An IPA doesn't today doesn't bear any resemblance to a West Coast IPA from ten years ago, and go back another ten years, twenty years ago, those IPAs they're similar color, maybe, maybe, and that's maybe overstating it. But yeah, who cares if it's right. an Italian pills? No history involved, but um. Peroni, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a new style, cool name. I I know what it means more than I know what IPA means. I know it's gonna be bright, it's gonna be fruity. Uh, if it says fresh hop on it, I'm gonna expect it to really bring sort of that grassiness to it. I'm I have no problem with the name. And I'm you know, I'm guilty of this. I get caught up in the naming of beer all the time. But yep. I oh, understand yeah. what that new style is. Italian pills, New, new Zealand pills. Yeah, they make sense to me. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, and I like the New Zealand pills idea too. New Zealand pills feels like Italian pills, but with New Zealand hops. So it's, that's basically it's, what it really, is. It's pretty much in the same vicinity. So, yeah. and but this they Italian make sense. pills really, that's my really point. didn't have it. I would love it if they put some Italian hops in this. I know those exist. I don't know 
know, beer fisios using those and shit, but I just don't know exactly what the names of them are. Yeah, I don't know it's whether the, they're suited to them, and that that's really why I love the New Zealand pills. Marinara. <laughs> uh, cool, Tony. Why don't we um, why don't we plow ahead and let's move into a favorite segment of ours because we love the news. It's called Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Lovely. Tony, I was supposed to go to the Mickler Beer Fest in San Diego, and that one got canceled. Nah. Uh, that is disappointing. They're going to look... I know, I can't do that. Copenhagen is going off for them, but I'm not doing it. It just is too risky for me to try to get back in the country. Yep. Um, especially after going to a big event. Uh, so I hope everybody has fun there, you motherfuckers. <laughs> um, and uh, I will not be going to San Diego for that. I might go anyways just because it's close, because it's nice. Yeah. But, um, what sort of drive is that for you guys? Is that something you can do yeah. over a weekend and just grab some beer? Four and a, yeah, four and a half hours. It's not really anything, yeah. Yeah. Go and stay there and hit up some San Diego breweries. Now, what's the the beer scene like is that somewhere you can sort of travel with public transport or you've got to uber your way around or it's too big for that uh, or i don't really know i would know probably probably uber my way around if i if i were yeah so like if if where we went last winter we went to carlsbad and oceanside which is a little bit north of san diego proper maybe about 30 miles <laughs> excuse me you can just walk around i mean you can mostly walk between almost anywhere if you can get into the towns, right? So Encinitas, Carlsbad, and Oceanside are all connected, and you can. There's a Modern Times in Encinitas. There's Pizza Port in Carlsbad. There's um, whatever that Craft Coast is in Oceanside, and that's where Horace is. That's where he does his pickup is in Oceanside and all that. So you know all that there. Now San Diego is a little bigger. I would recommend if you're going to be drinking heavy, I would I would get. I would get some your cab or Uber or Lyft yep. or whatever going on that for sure. Um, so a little bit depressing, but you know, whatever. We'll see. Hopefully next May I can just go to the big fest when it goes off, and we can we can move on with our lives. Fingers crossed. Um, next up, yeah, we'll, we're going to be in the midst of pandemic, the reawakening or something by then. Uh, so here's some slightly depressing news. I teased a little bit earlier, but uh, Goose Island Brewing. Tony, have you heard of these guys? Hey, have you heard of this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Doing the doing the uh, Jay Leno thing. I feel like I've heard something about them. They do like a a, a dark beer that apparently has some history. Um, they seem right for a yes. big buyout by a big company. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That does strike me as they might do that. Well, guess what happened? The Goose Island workers, in this per this article from uh, Josh Noel, well-known beer writer at the Tribune, uh, Goose Island union workers tried to, or sorry, Goose Island workers tried to unionize before the COVID nineteen pandemic. The company pushed back and then laid off leaders of the effort. Oh no! Cunts. Um, Cunts. Extreme, extremely bad. Uh, I have posted this article in the Discord. Uh, feel free to take a peek if you're in there. 
But uh, Goose Island uh, did eventually, I would say the big part of the story is they brought in John Hall, the the founder of the brewery, who really isn't a, um, an owner or anything anymore to help them bust the union uh, drive. Of course. Uh, very, very cool. Um, lots of interesting and bad stories in here, including... Uh, some sexual assault and sexual harassment occurring at Goose Island Brewing, um, uh, them getting laid off, them being forced to sign uh, non-disclosure agreements, a uh, lot of bad stuff in here. Highly recommend uh, peering through here. Really bad. Um, and they fucking suck in no shit, right? So there's a couple of... Interesting things that I thought just out of the top of my head. One being that Anheuser-Busch, the big brewery in in St. Louis, not to speak out of turn, but I have friends and peers who work there, and it is a union shop. Yep. All right. So there you go. So what 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 is so there's not really what they're trying to do is avoid having to deal with the union like they do in St. Louis under the guise of, but this is a local brewery. We are our own thing. You know, we don't have to worry about this. You know, it's the Jackie Daytona, um, regular human bartender type shit. You know, they're just trying to convince everyone that they are not an international conglomerate. The thing I'm going to point out, and I, I probably, this would have helped me speak a little more gracefully about some of the, um, and, and ongoing, right, uh, sexual assault, sexual harassment that has not gone away from posting, you know, <laughs> as much as as helpful as the posting has been that the stories are getting out there and everything. The fact is, it's not going to change until this part changes, in my mind, until the workers are organized. There really is not much between management uh doing bad shit and the workers having to deal with it. Yep. And until there's some sort of organization that can act as intermediary, AKA a union that can establish policies, act as intermediary, collectively bargain, do all the things that workers need so that they can tolerate the abuse, <laughs> the day-to-day -day ex exploitation of management, then nothing's going to change. It's just going to keep happening. This is the restaurant injury in a nut industry in a nutshell right yep. we laugh at fucking waiting like it's oh that's 20 years it's still the fucking same it's the same shit everyone gets paid not enough and everyone ends up uh, with a bunch of fucking weirdos as their manager touching their ass and stuff like this is still there we knew about this in that industry 30 years ago i i think it's actually worse within the brewing industry because when they're starting up, and even mid-sized breweries are guilty of this, they, they trade on their goodwill a lot more than what the rest render, yes. restaurant industry can because the restaurant industry, that stuff's sort of known about and there's no sort of goodwill, goodwill with the busing staff. They know exactly what their job is. They, they work for tips. It's shit. But these breweries... Um, trade on that that goodwill, especially when they're starting yes. up and are on the smaller side, and then they take advantage of that. And then when it's time for the long term workers to be repaid or the current workers to actually um, cash in on the success of the business, because they're a part of that success, it's not just the owners. They're screwed because um, of the way the brewing industry actually 
pays the 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 people back, and they don't allow them yep. to unionize. They don't have true cooperative models as much as they sort of spruik about that. It's a handful of breweries that are probably well run, but that's not the industry as a whole. They, they screw they, over the worker. And the difference with the restaurant industry is, I mean, well, restaurant work is strenuous as hell, but it's strenuous in sort of a, and dangerous in sort of a production facility or manufacturing way, right? You have big hot machines with fucking caustic chemicals in them all the time yeah. and shit. So, yep. You know, this is, so all that stuff is horrible. Everything that Goose Island has done is horrible. All of the, um, the the awful tales of sexual abuse are clearly horrible, but I guess maybe, and maybe I'm oversimplifying. I know we have to get rid of the assholes, but there are just a whole other crop of assholes waiting to replace these assholes. Yes. So until there is some kind of collective organization with some kind of policy and structure and bargaining and all of those things to mitigate the abuse level of the assholes, I'm not positive anything's going to change. And I've talked about this a lot. In you know, I was a musician for a long time, did drum corps and stuff, and there's a lot of that there. And I would would toot the same horn, not to use that pun, on that too, which is these. We can get rid of these assholes, but there's a new crop of assholes being born every day that we'll be glad to take their place. Yep. And until there's policy or structure in place to mitigate that or a new structure in place that's going to mitigate that or a new setup for these breweries or a governing body that forces them to do something, say a collective union of brewery workers throughout the country, then I'm not sure what's going to change about that. Um, but isn't and this... That's my, yeah. Really the workforce as a whole, because you can look at any industry, look at yes. computer games, look at what's <laughs> happening with Blizzard, for fuck's sake. I don't know whether you've seen that. but Of course it is. Yes, it is. It's all of this, right? Yeah. Office workers are under the same shit, right? It's very hard to do this. I mean, it's it's easier said than done to organize. Yep. Um, now, and now the difference I would say is that brewery workers are, are horrifically underpaid and dipshits like me are stupidly overpaid. So it's sort of maybe not always in my best interest <laughs> to do it at this point. But um, there's uh, but yes, yes, absolutely. There is a, workers here are so under organized and mistreated um, across the board, any industry, restaurants. Yep. Developers develop development is manufa- modern manufacturing. It right? is. Yep. So that uh, that's a that's another place. Uh, hell, factory workers, temp workers, all that stuff, you know, abused to the gills. So, uh, of course, it's a very difficult solution and it's very painful. But I just have a hard time glancing into the crystal ball and saying, well, as long as we just get rid of the dickheads, it'll be fine. It just is not going to happen. No, you know? and, and that, that was kind of my point. There are dickheads in every industry, and these dickheads are not unique to the brewing community. So it's not like you can bring in people from outside and that'll fix the culture because it's that's just a, a sign of what's happening in other industries, whether it be um, service industries just, or manufacturing or, or or real estate, for fuck's sake. There's, there's terrible power-hungry people there. Um, and but, even worse, in the consulting industry. So the yep. guys you bring in to consult with your... <laughs> problem issue are also dickheads yes you just you just bring it's just dickheads consulting the dickheads you just it's there's nothing to do you know you're fucked so it's this is 
Goose Island is is um, frankly, I think they should. I think they should. I, I now the funnier part of this, not funny, but the even kind of depressing slash funny part was that to just today I saw a post from Goose Island Clyborn that says we're hiring. Dickheads, give me a break. Um, so who knows if this will get any traction? I don't know. You know. It seems like right now, frankly, in the beer industry, I'll say this. This is the biggest bargaining chip they've ever had is look at all the horrible shit that's been inflicted on women in the beer yeah. industry. This is, the, this is the, the, the collective bargaining chip, as we'll say, uh, to say, listen, you need to be regulated, management. You have no choice. You know, you're, you're, you're doing the bad thing. So. And this is where uh, perhaps they have to use... Court systems in the right areas. That's what mm-hmm. they did with Activision, yeah. um, because they I would, they, I would do it. They were yeah. mandated by the uh, Fed, uh, the California state government, to actually make changes, and they had independent people brought in to actually make changes around sexual harassment and yep. working conditions. So, yeah, I th- I, I think um, if if you can't unionize, it's time to find a way to bring a court action. Make them yep, accountable I would that way. In, I would, I would, I would get, I would get lawyers involved on this stuff. Yep. Sooner than later, and I would do it in conveniently in states like Illinois, for example, uh, or California, for that matter. I might have a more sympathetic court to to lay problems with labor. Um, so, Tony, uh, to a more lighthearted piece of news. Um, I did get a interesting uh, message today across my Twitter feed that Topo Chico is coming out with a new seltzer. Hey, how about that? Yay! That's exciting. Uh, what flavor? All the all the bad things in the world, but we've still got seltzy to make us feel better. Um, this is the Topo Chico Margarita Hard Seltzer coming in 2022. Oh, it's so far from now. It's not that long, actually. Um we have four margarita hard seltzers from the gang over at Topo. Uh, as you'll recall, I did quite enjoy the Topo Chico regular seltzers. And also, I recently enjoyed their slightly expensive glass bottle, unalcoholic, non-alcoholic, um, uh, just like flavored sparkling water. mineral water, yep. which had... A little hint of grapefruit in it. Oh, that was nice. That was nice, Tony. I liked it. Very good. Um, so there are four flavors of this margarita one. You got strawberry, hibiscus. You've got like a signature margarita. So whatever, original. Um, tr- tropical pineapple and prickly pear. Uh, these sound good. Tropical pineapple, I'm in on. Prickly pear, I'm in on. Strawberry hibiscus. We'll see. Um Kind of slightly glaring at that one as maybe the outcast of my. There's three of those sitting in my 12 pack just permanently that are just waiting for me. But maybe Kelly will like them. Now, um, are they going to do the margarita thing with the salt? Go the goza style, add a pinch of salt to them because that'd work, I think, within a salsa. I, I haven't sort of heard, but um, I don't know. I hope so. I hope there's yeah. a. I would. I would suspect a strong lime flavor. And some kind of little flavor, right? And so the rumor is that these will still be dry. These are still going to be dry like a seltzer. They aren't going to taste like a canned margarita, which I I, 
I hope is true. You know, I don't want to can margarita. It sounds too sweet, too, too much for me. Um, I don't mind a margarita, but I don't need, I don't need a, I don't need 12 ounces of, of that. And I think it's still about four point something percent alcohol. So I think you're, I think you're in good shape there. Uh, this thing sounds good to me, Tony. I'm going to have my eyes open for this. I'm, I'm up, I'm up for this. And I do still need to go buy the fall Celties. Uh, probably might do that tomorrow, actually, because why the fuck not? I don't have anything going on. So. <laughs> Go get me some toasted marshmallow, baby. Absolutely. Now, I was checking out a random list of the best um, Celsius, and there was one mm. that um, cropped up in their top six that I wasn't familiar with, and I was wondering whether you could shed some light on it, whether you've had it and what yeah. you think of it. The other brands I, I, I know you're aware of and have mentioned on the podcast, but it was by this little be- brand that was famous for some other white thing, Jose Cuervo, Pelmar Tequila Salsa Grapefruit Flavor. Have you had that? What, what are your thoughts on it? Is it in line with oh, the other yeah. salsas Playa, you've had? Playa, Playa Mar. Uh, no, I have not had this. Hmm. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not fucking with Cuervo. I gotta say, um, you're not. No, tequila, hard seltzer, lime, Cuervo tequila and lime flavors. Now, how is this hard seltzer? Is this not, is this malt beverage? Obviously is this it's a, not. like a cocktail. Does this okay, so. fit into the category of what I had this week, which I, I put up on the discord. My, oh, that U, UDL thing? How yeah, was that? That was kind of delicious for the three bucks I yeah. spent on it. Absolutely <laughs> fine. A little sweet. Did find it a little sweet. Would have liked a, a more hard cider take on it, but UDLs are known for being sweet, so it was fine. All right. I was into that. I was curious about that thing, yeah. Um, this would fit. Yeah, I would think so. You know, I'm just not, Tony, I'm not a big tequila drinker. Um, <sighs> I I don't and I'm not a hater of it or anything. I don't get like you know some people are like I drink too much tequila in college. It makes me want to throw up. Or, no, I'm not that. It's just not. It's not me. your weakness you know I mean? like it is mine. I love yeah. good tequila. Uh, but I mean, I'll drink it. Te- I'll drink some tequila. I'll try it. I'll drink yeah. a shot. It doesn't bug me. I like mez- mezcal. I know that there's a lot of similarity there. I like, Very but I like so. that smoky flavor a little more. But um. Uh, tequila is just not my thing. And then Cuervo, especially, I'm just, I don't know. So maybe the grapefruit might do it for me, but, uh, you know what? I can, I can hunt around. If I find these, I'll give them a shot. Fair enough. This, this list that I went to from Delish, it's got a bunch of random stuff that definitely is not, it's more in the alcoholic beverage. It's not malt based, but it's not really what I would consider, um, seltzer. So, um, yeah, there's some stuff that's by Smirnoff. Um, one other that came a fair way down the list that I wasn't aware of, another beer company, Paps Blue Ribbon. Have you had their uh, seltzer? They're making it's... seltzer? I didn't even know that. Uh, no, I've had um, I've had the hard coffee. And it comes uh, in at 8%, so that's always a plus. Hard tea seltzer. All right. No, yeah, that's a uh, wild berry flavor. Is it the tea ones? I don't know. Or what is this? Is this the stronger seltzer? Yeah, stronger seltzer. Oh, jeez. 
Um, no, these these actually give me some anxiety looking at them. Honestly, I don't. You think that's? I don't know if um, I want this going into like Mike Hard's Mike Hard Lemonade's territory. Do you get Mike's Hard Lemonade over there? I'm just afraid that eight percent eight percent is going to give me that. Yeah, it's going to be that weird aftertaste that Mike's Hard gives me, which is yep. an odd tasting thing at the end of it. At that high percentage, the strong the the white claws. I've had the heavy the eight percent white claws, and those. So give me that weird taste or you're like just a bizarre flavor that finishes with, I don't, it's just that flavor of like malt fermented sugar. You know what I mean? Like pure sugar. Yeah. Um, really not my favorite taste. So, uh, whatever, if I'm looking to get real fucked up, I think these are the right call. So maybe I should switch to these PBRs. I don't know where I would find them here, honestly, but I've never seen them before. Not sure. That's it. That is That's it. all Tony's got on yep. the PBRs. We're, we're moving on, Tony. Let's. Uh, we, we've we've been we're, we've been cooking for a while here, as usual. Why don't we get into this week's game? I have cooked up yet another version of this or that. It's this or that month now. I feels like, but we're not going to call it that because I'm not committing to anything for next week. But uh, it is a new round of this or that for Tony to win or lose. Plink plunk plink plunk 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 this or that. Oh, it keeps going, huh? Yeah. Um <laughs> best. Alright, Tony, it's fresh hop season. We were talking about some fresh hop pills. Okay. I was just drinking a fresh hop IPA. So I got hops on the brain. I'm uh, thinking about all of the interesting tastes they can make or whatever. And uh, they're all very new and interesting and fun and fascinating. And they grow in different places. We love hops. We love IPA. So, Tony, this week I have another sort of real or fake game for you. And these are hops. Okay. So I have uh, some real hops. I have some fake hops. And you're going to have to guess which one I came up with and which one is real. Now, if you were to test me on this five years ago, I, I think I would have done really well. But the growth would. within the hope, the hop bre- breeding um, industry, it's just gone overboard in the, the last five years, and it's impossible to keep up with. And that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. These are new flavors. They generally provide more interesting beers than just sea-flavored hops. So... Let's yeah. get aboard. Let's see me fail. I don't this think I'll do for, well at this. Let's see. This is for a million dollars, Tony. You have to if Tony if Tony wins, he gets to uh, keep his million dollars that he's had, uh, you know, under his mattress. Um, and if he loses, he has to donate one million dollars to Ben because he's missing out on his fifteen point five million dollars to Ben Simmons. Uh, he has to pay his fine for a month or for a day or however much it is a <laughs> million dollars for Ben Simmons to pay for missing training camp. So first one up, Tony, this is the Zizix hop. Zizix. Zizix sounds like a, a kitchen gadget. That's, um, I don't think this is real and it's kind of says to me, I feel like this is like on the home shopping channel for some reason. Or it's a craft tool. Maybe it's a craft tool. Don't know why you would know about craft tools. I don't think it's a hop. 
Not a hop. Not a hop. Tony says this one I made up, the Zizix hop. And he's right. I did make that up. Tony gets that right. He's one for Tony. Zizix is a town outside Las Vegas. It is spelled Z-Z-Y-Z-X. <laughs> Who the fuck came up with that? That's one of the worst town names I've ever heard of, other than um, Rocky Top, which they... Yeah, I'm not sure what this... I'm not, maybe it's just a road. It's Zizix Road. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that, but it's just a funny sign that you'll see when you drive out of Vegas. Yep. Zizix. All right, next up. This one is called the Angus Gold. Angus Gold. Definitely a breed of cattle. I can I can already see that in the herd improvement world. Angus Gold. Uh, oh, again, I, I think you're running two fakes in a row. Don't think this is a hop. I'm going to say it's fake. Tony's right. It's fake. He's got me. He's got me pinned down with these. Angus Gold is fake. Made that up. Did sound kind of funny to me though. Angus Gold uh, sounded sort of like a steak or um, yep, maybe like a man. I don't know. Um, it could have been a man. Yeah, I, I could see him working in the political world. Angus Gold fixer upper. Yeah, like Angus uh, King, the uh, senator. Uh, all right, how about this one, Tony? Um, the Boadicea hop. I can't see you coming up with a word so large by yourself. So this doesn't necessarily mean it's a hop. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I just think this is a real word. Is it a hop though? Yes, I'm going to say we're due for a hop. So I'm going to use my, unless you use a random number generator to put them on your list. Still going to say it's a hop. Tony thinks it's real, and he's yes. right. It is real. Boadicea is real. Three for three for Tony. I'm getting effed here. All right. Uh, how about this one? This is the Pride of Ringwood. This the is, Pride of Ringwood. <laughs> this is um, a ridge-ditch Australian hop, and I can tell you what beer it's still in to this day. This is. Uh, Pride of Ringwood is, or is it, maybe it's not. Yeah, it is an Australian hop that's used in Victoria Bitter. It's a hop, Pride of Ringwood. Absolutely real hop. He's got it. That's real. Tony's four for four. Now, interesting point, Ringwood is a suburb within Melbourne. So it's in the outer east of Melbourne, about uh, 40 to 45 minutes away from the CBD on a good day mm. with traffic. All right, I'm getting killed here. So the next one is the the Alpha Roma hop. Oh, uh, now this can't be real. But this is the interesting thing with hops: is anybody who comes up with a new varietal can trademark it. Doctor Rudy is the name of a hop, uh, and that was trademarked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Falconer's Flight, though, is not an individual hop. It's actually a blend of sea hops, Falconer's Flight. I'm going to say that this is not a hop, though. Tony thinks Alfa Roma is fake. He, We got him on one. The Alfa Roma hop is real. 
It's real. He uh, This one is a unique New Zealand hop variety that was bred in the 1970s and released in 1983 and has excellent dual-purpose characteristics. Alpha acid content 5.8 to 10.9, wonderfully as a bittering and an aroma hop. What there is this bittering hop that people talk about? There's only You only use hops now to dry hop, don't you? Hey, I'm drinking some West Coast IPA right now. There's a bittering hop in there. I know it. All right. We got one from Tony. We, we stole one from him. Fuck. All right. How about this one, Tony? The Oconomowoc hop. Oh. See, there's Motueka that sounds similar. Um, Yakima. But that sounds Native American. That seems to me like I could imagine a tribe running a casino in some other state other than Las Vegas um, called that. I think this is an Indian casino and it's not a hop. Indian casino. That's pretty funny. Uh, It's not an Indian casino, Tony. And it's also not a hop. Um, so it is fake. I did make it up, <laughs> but it is a town in Wisconsin. So you're sort of close. Close. Um, and there are, there are Indian casino or Native American casinos in oh, Wisconsin. I so. apologize. I was torn between doing that one or tip a canoe. Tip a canoe is another one I enjoyed <laughs> for a fake up. So that's five, five for six for Tony. Next up. Ooh, how about this one, Tony? You'll like it. This one's called the Gelato Hop. I think this is real. I, I don't know whether it's an American hop or it's a continental European hop, but I think this is real for some reason. Also, my favourite version of frozen stuff. Ice cream's fine. And frozen custard over Rado, but give me chocolate gelato. Mm. I'm happy. I think our friends from Oconomowoc would disagree with you on frozen custard, but... Uh, gelato is a fake hop. I made oh. that up. Uh, it is just ice cream or whatever, a milk-based iced dessert or whatever. Fucking delicious. Um, I wanted, The very first thing I ever made in my ice cream machine, Tony, was cinnamon gelato. Uh, and it was... Interesting choice. Very good. I really enjoyed it, actually. Now, where do you but fall I, on the um, ice cream, frozen custard, gelato, frozen dessert thing? What's, what's top of the pile? Uh, well, I'll, I'll be honest. The very best frozen thing, I, like dessert, I've ever eaten was from. This is too deep of a cut, and it sounds like a humble brag, and it kind of is. But it's from <laughs> cow, Cow's Ice Cream in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. It's the best ice cream I've ever eaten. I'm not a huge sweets guy, but I ate this ice cream twice in one day. Like I had it after dinner, and then we were walking home from the bar, and there, the ice cream place was open, and I'm like. I have to have more of that. It's so, it's it's so high in butterfat content. It was yep. so fucking good, dude. <laughs> um, that is the best ice cream I ever had. Now, overall, Culver's frozen custard is just the best chain okay. ice cream item I could ever have. It's very very good. It always comes out creamy and fresh tasting. Uh, they make it all day. The vanilla has like good vanilla flavor. Um, I love the toppings. I like getting the vanilla just with some Oreos and some peanut butter swirled in. Oh, good. That's a nice combo, Tony. Um, so, uh, but I don't know. I like it all, dude. I love stracciatella gelato. 
that's a classic. Stretch I'll eat anything. Stretch Nutella. Forgot about Stretch yeah, so what about you? You're on gelato. You're just a gelato. Absolutely. You like all the flavors. There's so many flavors. Well, no, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good chocolate gelato. For whatever reason, just the balance of, of um, fat there, it's not too rich where it becomes just all about mouthfeel. It's just like really good gelato with the, where they use the paddles to scoop it out of the big containers. Good stuff. Sure. Yeah. Non-chain yeah. gelato. I hate the where they... You order gelato at a restaurant and they give you all the flavours in a massive bowl. Not a fan of that. Yeah. Give me nah. gelato. Nah. I like some pistachio too with gelato. Oh, yeah. That's a nice one too. I'm yep. a big pistachio fan. Me too. I love butter pecan ice cream. Butter pecan ice cream will always have a place for that. That's a great that's a great one. All right. Now I'm in, now I'm looking for some ice cream. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, next up, Tony, I think you'll like this one. Uh, this one's called the Hercules Hop. Please. Yeah. Um, mm, did you just put that in to make me do that? Yes. Um, it's a quote from an Eddie Murphy movie. You did it really well. You looked a lot like her when you did it. Um, yeah. It's um, an aircraft, of course. I also think it's a hop. It's not a well-used hop. It's not a well-known hop. I think it's mainly on the bittering side. I think it's an old-school hop. Give me hop, Alex. You are correct, Tony. That is a hop. Um, you're six for eight. You are on a roll, Tony. The Hercules hop is a whole bred offspring of Hallertauer Taurus. High alpha acid bittering hop known to be spicy and floral, tangy and hoppy with notes of melon, black pepper, and hints of pine. It is a relatively new bittering hop, though, 20, 2005. 12 to 17% alpha acid comp. That's a lot. Now, in the modern hops, I get their fruit flavor, and I I get that coming through. And the continental European hops, I get sort of a spicy thing, but I don't ever get any melon flavors from things like European hops. That's one of those things where I'm with you there that my palate isn't delicate enough to get fruits out of European hops. Honey, honey. Honey, I can barely taste a honeydew like when I'm eating it, the damn thing. So I don't know. It tastes sweet. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Next up, here's here's one that I think you're gonna struggle with. <clears throat> this one's called the Borat Thistle. <laughs> why would you come up with this? This is really a hop. Because why would you make this up? If you did, congrats. But I think this is real. Oh, the Borat Thistle? That is incorrect. I invented the Borat Thistle. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. The Borat, Borat, very nice. It's the very Borat nice. Thistle. Yeah. My wife likes it. My, yeah. My wife. My wife, which is probably another hop that was bred with me to create me. Who is who is Borat Thistle's wife? It's Brambling Cross, I would guess, or something like yes. that. Yeah, <laughs> something really shitty. Uh, all right, next up, Tony. This one is the Viking Hop. Viking Hop, of course, a football team best known known for having uh, Brett Favre on their team for two years. Um, Brand Tarkenton doing racist <laughs> stuff, I think. Yeah. Of course, but he's got head traumas. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, like 
if this was if hops were grown in Scandinavian countries, then yes, Viking hops would be a thing. Um, but I, they aren't because it's too far north. It's too cold. Uh, it doesn't grow in the light, right latitude. Could I see a Viking hop grown in England? Maybe, but that's about the only one. I'm going to say this is a hard pass. This is not real. Not real, Tony. That is a real hop. Oh. Viking is real. You're going six for ten. I do have one more bonus one for you, Tony. Let's see if you can unlock this code. Uh, this one, the final hop is called, this is an experimental hop, Tony. This is HBC 69420. <laughs> See, the instant response there is it's fake, but I know the brewing world. I know them. All right, he thinks HBC 69420 is, what do you think that tastes like? What's the flavor profile of I HBC think it's, 69420? I think I think it's dank and fishy all at once, <laughs> and a little <laughs> bit salty. Oh no! <laughs> I think that's yeah. fake. You're right, Tony. I made up HBC sixty nine four twenty. It's the experimental hop <laughs> that it's sort of um, it's got the flavors of a whole night of being awake till four thirty a.m. You know, all of it's in there mixed together. <laughs> I'll stir it up. That one made me laugh, I've got to say. Perfect. All right. Tony, that's the end of our game. Tony goes 7 for 11. We're going to give it to him. He loves Slurpees. He loves buying Funyuns and Mountain Dew at the 7-Eleven. All his favorite stuff. I do. This is – I know I can get it on my supermarket shelves, but I can't seem to get it at any fast food joint because KFC, they're a Pepsi-sponsored thing. Don't know whether it's the same in America, but they're not a Coke house. They don't have no sugar Mountain Dew, and it's very disappointing. Now I'm on the no sugar bandwagon. I just do not see the point of sugar in soft drinks. Um, not a fan of diet soft drinks. Don't go for that fake um, flavor, but no sugar is fine by me. So lift your game, KFC. All right, there you go. All right, Tony. I think we are uh, – we've, we've made people suffer through this long enough. Absolutely. Uh, Tony, you want to tell people where they can find us on Untapped? Maybe I do, maybe I don't, but you're Griff AD on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. You can either check us out on the website or check us out on the app. It's up to you. I don't really give a fuck. Um, what if people want to check out us? What if people want to check us out on another app? Gee, I've been speaking good English today. Yeah, you're on. You're on fire, dude. Uh, yeah, you could check us out on Instagram. It's a uh, Beer Engine Pod on Instagram. We've been doing some Instagram stories lately, dude. Holy shit! Uh, may have found may have found someone to assist us with our Instagram uh, stuff. Uh, someone nice. you know, local here to the Vegas area, uh, or even to the nearby few feet. Um. <laughs> Which is convenient. So we might see some other stuff from us on Instagram. Send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com. You can uh, get on our Discord. You should come hang out with us on Discord. Just ping us on email. Or uh, send us a note on Instagram, and we will gladly get you in there. Hell, send me one on Untapped. I don't know where I find it, but... Who knows? There's a chance. Who knows? And um, uh, 
rate us if if you um, subscribe to our show. Oh, rate that'd be us great. On iTunes. Yeah. Rate and subscribe. Yeah. Don't even do it on iTunes since it doesn't exist anymore. Do it on Apple Podcasts or whatever it is that you downloaded from, uh, or I, do it on iTunes. I don't care. Whatever Apple I, Podcasts. I, I use Overcast, and they don't have ratings. Overcast. They just, they just uh, aggregate the uh, iTunes thing. Spotify. Google, I'm sure we're on that. Uh, Joe Rogan style. Google Podcasts, Spotify. I think we're on all these things. So feel free to feel free to hit us up on those and so, yeah, post a review. Tell people that you like us. Um, and maybe we'll have more friends. We can have more friends and do more shit. Very good. Anything else for the fans, Tony? No, I just can't wait for you to give us a 30 to 1 rating of the local commentary play-by-play announcers on the NBA League Pass. Oh, my God. Yeah, boy, that's a whole show right there. Yeah, I think that's probably going to happen. Spoiler uh, alert, I- Stacy is in the top five. Yeah, oh, Stacy's coming up to the top for sure. All right, all right, gang. Uh, two of my friends that I know are flying and hopefully listening to this, uh, you are probably almost here by now because we've been talking for nearly three and a half hours, I'm sure. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed a safe passage or hopefully you enjoyed doing whatever it is you do while you listen to this, which might be sleep for all I know. So that's it. Okay, bye. If they're still in the air, can I recommend Bloody Marys? It's the only time to drink a Bloody Mary. If you don't it drink is, a Bloody yes. Mary, drink a Michelob Ultra. Or JMO and Ginger, maybe, would be good too.